Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to a new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Monday, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio. Kelly made it another weekend uh, without being jailed. This is like three in a row. I really have to mind my P's and Q's. I really do. Yeah, Kelly proudly wearing his Bengals shirt today. Who I was saying earlier had given up on the Bengals two weeks into the season, sit right there in that chair and told me the year was over. And now he's talking Super Bowl again. With San Francisco at San Francisco, the Niners hadn't been beaten out there in a long time. I picked them. I picked them. Your optimism you is up, huh, Santer? Luke's got more faith in him than I do, even. There we go. All right, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. The full crew is here today. The opening segment, as always, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. Proud supporters of Southern Miss. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, we're happy to say. And we like them a great deal. So thanks to Dickie's Barbecue uh, for all they do. It's Monday. We always talk to our head football coach, Will Hall. Golden Eagles lost 48-38 to uh, at App State Saturday, but led much of the game. Put up 588 yards of total offense. It was... Uh, it was quite an offensive show, 1,159 yards of total offense. As I say, Coach Hall joins us uh, every Monday. Uh, we start the interview by breaking down offense, defense, and special teams. And Coach, as always, welcome uh, to the Eagle Hour. And I know you, you're happy with 588 yards of total offense. Let's start on the offensive side of the football and uh, get your analysis. Yeah, Bob, you know, like you said, we, we had 588 yards. We had 33 first downs. Uh, we averaged like seven yards per rush, rush for over 300 yards. So all those things were good. I thought, I thought we had, uh, I thought we played good at quarterback. You know, we played two of them. Uh, Billy had a good game and then, uh, Ethan Crawford came in, had a little spark in the red zone. He's a young guy that's about one year removed from his ACL injury out of high school and is really growing and developing. And we got high hopes for his future. And uh, he he added some in our red zone package. We think he can continue to add as the year goes on. Our running backs really got going. You know, I didn't announce it last week because I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want out state to have an advantage. But Drake Clark's got a broken hand. He's probably going to be out for the year. That's why you didn't see him. But the good thing was Kenyon Clay. You know, he really continues to progress. A red shirt freshman. We got a lot of young players like him and Ethan Crawford that are going to be really good players. You saw Kenyon run the ball well, and of course Frank looked like Frank again. And a lot of that had to do with what everybody was doing around him. You know, we were throwing and catching. Our receivers, Ty Mims and, and Frog Jones and Casson were making plays. And, 
that frees up the run game and our O-line and tight ends. We probably played better at tight end than we have all year. Our O-line played really well. And uh, just a good to see. Our offensive staff had a great plan going into it. We had some opportunities that we'd like to have back. You know, we had we had a chance to go up by 17 points there with a with a with a middle a middle pipe read route over the middle to Ty Mims that I could have got it to him a little bit quicker. You know, I think before the safety gets there, and then we missed two field goals that could have been big. You know, and then we had the turnover late. Uh, you know, where we got sacked, backed up, which was tough because we got the first down and was moving the ball, and we got a an illegal blocking downfield call on a receiver on a screen pass, which is obviously we caught the ball right on the line of scrimmage. So I don't, you know, it is what it is. So instead of a first down moving it out to the 30, now we're backed up, and then we get sacked and fumble, and they score, uh, which was a, a critical turn of events in the game. But, you know, our offense always bounced back, too. You know, like every time they scored to make it a one-score game, even after that t- turnover, we scored and put it back to 10. And uh, so, had some opportunities where we could have extended the lead early and, and really helped us, but uh, it's something we can build off of moving forward, I think. Now, defensively, both teams obviously struggled with 1,159 yards of total offense. Uh, what what was the problem uh, defensively, Coach? Yeah, mostly in the back end. Uh, a lot of explosive plays. We gave up 12 explosive plays. I thought you know, from a positive standpoint, we really struck and were really physical at the point of attack. I think we held them to 60 yards rushing in the first half. Our D-line was really on in the line of scrimmage. They they really played a really good game. Uh, we did create turnovers. You know, we, we had an interception, and we also had a fumble. Uh, we just didn't cover very well on the back end. And then when the ball did get through the line of scrimmage and got back there, we did not tackle well at all. And uh, that's something we've got to get better at. We've got to find a way to get it down. But that was the difference in the game, and ultimately why they were able to win. Uh, App State was able to win the game was their explosive plays offensively. They had 12 explosives for 386 of all those yards, nine in the passing game for 280 yards. They're a team that prides themselves on running the football, and. Uh, you know, after if they got through the line of scrimmage, they completed a pass. We had a hard time getting it down, and uh, we're, we're playing. As you guys know, we've lost some really good players for the year back there, but we've got to figure it out, and we've got to find a way to get the ball down. And uh, as we go into the last, you know, the last part of this season. Well, to clarify, defensively, you've had so many injuries, and this is obviously not an excuse, but you've got two guys that started out the year playing wide receiver that are playing in the defensive backfield. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, they're starting. One of them's starting, and the other one's a backup, you know. And, you know, we haven't had more injuries than a normal college football team has in a year, but we just had them all at one spot, you know. And uh, so that makes it hard. They, they, they've, for the most part, all been on the back end of the secondary, which has caused us to be pretty depleted there. We've moved some people over, but it's still no excuse. we got to find a way to get it down. we got to find a way to get the ball carried down and make them snap it again. And uh, something we're working really hard, and we've got to we got to hurry up and get that figured out. All right, and two missed field goals, something we really haven't seen much of the year, and certainly we're not blaming one player for the for the loss. But you take away the you take away the the penalty, and I I was saying the same thing about the penalty that that ended up resulting in them getting the ball at the one yard line. You take that away, you take the two field goals away. It's a different football game. Yeah. You know, but we've got to figure out a way to, to overcome that and make it happen. You know, uh, 
special teams wise, Bryce Lofton had his best game of the year. You know, I know Luke will be mad at me if I don't talk about that. Bryce had his best game punting so far. Our kickoff coverage was really good, man. We were attacking and and uh, pinning them down deep. Our kickoff, our young kickoff guy, was really good, except for one kick. Uh, our field goal protection was awesome. You know, we did miss two field goals. Now, one of them was a 50-yarder. Stein can certainly make that, but but we were a little wide right. And the other one was a chip shot that he'd love to have back. Uh, you know, I thought we right. played our tail off in the kicking game. I thought our coverage units were on point, and I thought we really, really attacked them and, uh, and played at a high level in the kicking game outside you know, of those missed kicks. Coach Hall, midway through the third quarter, if memory serves, there was a there was a you guys decided I think to go for it on fourth down and, and you were in field goal range. Is my is my memory right on that? that well it would have been a fifty yarder and we had already missed one fifty yarder. Okay, so that that's why you so guys... we went for it with yeah, we went for it, and it would have been uh, – we were on the 33-yard line, I believe, Kelly. Okay. So I just, that's, it. that's in that in-between zone. Yeah. You know, where, uh, you know, they end up getting the ball back on the 33 right there. So that's in that in-between zone where do you want to kick a 50-yarder, you're too close to, to kick up to punt it. Right. And uh, I just felt like at that time, you know, we'd already missed a 50-yarder, we'd already missed a chip shot. I felt like we were going the same direction that we had missed the other kicks. Felt like we needed to go for it. And you know, you have said on this program before that that you didn't think or the team was really built for play action. Um, but when you guys went play action the other night, and and even the TV their their TV commentators were talking about, you guys looked good in play action. Had some some good separation from the receivers downfield. Yeah, no. What I said, Kelly, is we're built to run the ball and play action. We're not built to drop back pass over and over again when everybody in the stadium knows we have to do that. We got a big physical O line that's built to run, run the ball and play action. Gotcha. Is what we are built for, and uh, yeah, we we did great with play action and great running the football this weekend. You know, we can move the ball early, take the lead, and be in it where it's not a drop back and throw it 60 times a game type game. That's obviously what we're built to do. All right, just uh, less than a minute. We'll obviously get Luke involved in the conversation heavily here on the other side of the break. About 30 seconds left, Coach. Uh, you you and I were talking off air. There are no moral victories. We all get that. But you have to be pleased with the improvement overall that the team showed against a, against a tough App State team in a hostile environment. Yeah, you know, Bob, there, there, there's good and bad every time you play a game, no matter what the result is. And, and what what we did, you know, today, getting them back in here, is we showed the good and we showed the bad. We've got to fix the bad. We've got to correct the mistakes that we can correct. You know, because of the injuries in the back end of the secondary, we are limited in some things we can do defensively, but we've got to figure out what we can do well and we've got to accentuate what we can do well and we've got to stay out of situations that we can't do well. And uh, offensively, obviously, I was very pleased, you know, with Sam Gregg, Jordy Joseph, how they called the game in game, and obviously uh, our whole offensive staff with the uh, with the scheme that they put together for the game. I think that's something we can definitely build off of moving forward. Talking to head football coach Will Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson joins the conversation. Other side of the break, stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of the show. Great place to buy all your Southern Miss swag. Christmas just around the corner. Hard to believe, but it is. And uh, Campus Bookmark has the uh, perfect gift for the Golden Eagle on your list. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall. Still to come in the show, Lee Roberts. But let's get back into the conversation with Coach Hall and uh, Luke. Jump in here. Coach, um, first off, you know, anybody who who doubted after South Alabama that, that uh, our guys had quit and uh, you guys had, you know, just whatever, thrown the towel, that was in, in person in, in Boone. Very, very good to see how we fought to the end. With that said, how do you deal and what's been the message? I know you said you showed them the good, the bad, but you go from one week where you just get totally blown out, and then this week, I mean, as awesome as we were on offense, we blew a, a 10-point lead in, in the fourth quarter. And it just it seems as if, you know, you're getting hit situationally from all sides about, you know, everything that, that could go wrong is going wrong. Situationally in a game, we during the break we're talking about the the face mask you know you you get them on a third down to start the second half it just seems as if this team has facing more adversity from all sides than than I have have seen in quite some time yeah i appreciate you seeing that and realizing that luke it does seem like sometimes that that things uh are piling up in a negative fashion from from things that you can't always control uh, these kids are going to fight. These kids are going to keep playing. We've got a lot of young kids that are growing and have bright futures. We've got a lot of old guys, or not a lot. We've got a few old guys that want to end the right way. We spent our whole morning, Luke, and this will resonate with you, with Matthew 7-7, you know. And, you know, you know, he tells us to keep on asking, and you'll eventually get it, and keep on seeking, and you'll find it, and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Well, there's part of that 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 you got to keep asking for things you can't control. You got to keep asking for opportunities and situations out there that put you in a situation to be successful. But but as a human being, you've got to take your you know your responsibility in it too. That you've got to keep seeking because the Lord provides opportunities out there within games and in life. But you got to get your butt up out of your seat. You got to go look for it and you got to go find it. And then when it's there, you got to bust the door down and make it happen. And these kids, they under, we've got to keep asking for opportunities. But we've also got to keep putting ourselves in that situation, in that arena. We've lost a lot of close games. There's going to come a day here where we start winning those games. I'm telling you. And we're going to have a lot of fun. But the first thing we got to do is we've got to keep working and keep getting a little bit better so when those opportunities that we're asking for come to us, we can knock that door down and we can make it happen. It's kind of like fishing. You know what I mean, Kelly? Like, just because you cast your lure into the water, it doesn't mean you're going to catch a fish. But if you don't put your lure in the water, you dang sure know you're not going to catch it. Hey, and uh, we're going we're gonna to keep going. I promise you that. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep getting better. And uh, and the future is, is, is going to be a lot better than what it is right now. It's going to turn. Um, to, to follow up on that, you know, offensively, of course, uh, Jody and, and both Coach Joseph, Coach Greg, calling the plays. How has your offensive approach evolved? And and uh, you know, because Jordy was was with you in 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 Tulane, um, you, you kind of went from more of a you know a, a spread option or uh, to, to more like a pro style power option or a power spread, I should say. I don't know why I put the word option, in, even though we did see option on Saturday. 
How has that you know influenced to where where Jordy is now, Coach, and and what Coach Greg and what they were able to do Saturday? What we're seeing out of the offense from Saturday? Yeah, I think the scheme and the system's the same. You know, I mean, if you watch us at Tulane and what you see here, you're going to see a lot of similarities. You know, now you always like to build it around your skill set and what you've got uh, from a receiver standpoint. You start with your quarterback and O line, but you know the scheme and the installation, the system, the same. I think what you know our offensive staff was able to do this week without me in the room, and I talked to you a little bit about this, Luke. It's just the responsibilities. The positives for me was to be, you know, with the special teams more, which we played really well. You know, I spent a lot of time on the defense, particularly in the box and making sure we could leverage the run and those things. And then offensively it gets me out of the room where, you know, my my mentality a lot of times is to make sure we win the game, which probably caused us or definitely caused us to be too close to the best over the last three years. You saw we were a little more freewheeling, a little more risk-taking, and we made a lot more plays. And that's a credit to, to our kids, number one, but also our staff. And uh, But it, it was good to see us play an offense uh, like I know we can play and like the scheme's designed to play. So, last question for me before I hand it back. If you can, if you can, I totally get it. What's the plan for for Crawford? Uh, simply because there's four games left and he's only got three games to play, and you know you want to it worked Saturday, and you want to win as many as you can. Yeah, so I'm going to answer that right now by saying we're going to do everything we can come do to beat UL Monroe, sure. and then after all those pieces fall out we'll assess the next week after that but right now man it's one day at a time one week at a time we want to beat louisiana monroe and so uh you know that, that that's the way we're going about that right now luke coach, coach the uh, the announcers uh <clears throat> saturday made quite a deal about uh the south al game and uh how there were eight starters out at, at the south alabama game was that accurate? If so, how many of those kids were back on the field this past Saturday, and how many will be on the field this coming Saturday? No, it wasn't eight starters. It was eight players. Now, it was uh, five kids that have started for us. Okay. So, but it was eight eight players that played, eight players that were in our two-deep on defense with five of them being starters. Now, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is – the, out of the out of the eight, you know, you had uh, at, with with those eight, five of them were starting, but the some of them the backup behind them. So you're down to your third guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean right. at the at the DB position. You know, so uh, yeah. but how many were back? Uh, Jaleel Clemens was back and played phenomenal. Jay Stanley was back and had an interception and did some really good things. And then Jalen Williams only played four snaps. And uh, but he should be all the way back this week. So, uh, okay. but Jaleel Clemens, Jaleel Clemens, and Jay Stanley had an integral. Uh, you know, I mean, they're two really good players, guys. Yeah. So how healthy, how healthy do you stand now as you get ready for Monroe and the remainder of the season, coach? The the last uh, four what, four games of the year. Yeah. Well, relatively speaking, to last week, uh, you know. Jalen Williams is going to be even more healthy than he was. He should be able to play even more. Uh, and then, you know, we got a few that are banged up and bruised. It's that time of year. Everybody does. Relatively speaking, though, the people that played 
last week should be able to play this week. Coach, you got Louisiana Monroe coming to town this weekend. They're uh, starting a, a second-string quarterback. They they coughed it up three times uh, in the positive end of the field uh, this past weekend. They had a, had a chance to do some good things, but shot themselves in the foot. Uh, this this is not this is not going to be uh, easy. Although record-wise, people would think that Monroe should should Monroe's been their own worst enemies in in many chances here. What do you? What what could be problematic from the Warhawks this weekend? Well, when you look at them and you break down their season, it's almost identical to us, Kelly. They right. lost to Out by one score. They lost to Texas State by one score. They lost to Arkansas State by ten, and South Alabama blew them out. You know, so if you if you flip, uh, you know, some of those one score games, all of a sudden, you know, they're having a pretty good year, just like we would be too. So they're they're a, they're a team that's been in a lot of games. They've lost a lot of close games, and uh, they're coming over here, man. And uh, it's it's just a big opportunity for us back at home to continue growing and keep getting better because we want to end this season well. We want our young guys to uh, to keep growing and keep maturing. We think we've got a lot of young people with a lot of bright futures, and we got twelve seniors on this team, and that's a very small number. But they're twelve guys that have really spilt a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for Southern Miss to fix a lot of issues here. And, uh, you know, we want to send them out the right way. They've only got two more home games. People like Avery Hobbs, Swayze Bozeman, people like that. Man, we want to make sure. Quentin Bivens, who played his freaking lights out this past weekend, we want to make sure they end the right way. And uh, we're going to keep working. And uh, I can't I can't wait to watch us practice in the morning. Coach, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour. You're welcome here. Anytime, of course, and uh, we're going to already look forward to uh, talking with you again next Monday. I appreciate you, Bob, Kelly, Luke, all of you, man. Hey, look, I know this ain't very fun right now. There's going to come a day where it's a whole lot of fun. All right. I assure you of that, and uh, I look forward to those days. I know y'all do, too. Yeah, we're going to be right here, Coach, that's for sure. All right, Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach, Southern Miss. Say what you want to, Kelly Sander, and I, I get it. I get it about the moral victories and all that. Lights light years better performance this past Saturday. Yeah, if the defense and again part of the defensive problem is is in the secondary which yeah. you know the injuries injuries are and we talk about this every year injuries are a big piece of the puzzle and it doesn't matter whether every it's the day. NFL or college or high school That's if you don't right. have your studs healthy yeah. it doesn't matter you know. Let me tell you what was electric city Yesterday afternoon, basketball huh? at Reed Green Coliseum, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and kind of like a Ollie Frazier, let's punch each other in the face for two hours fight. It was fun. Well, when you're at your age, when you get excited about something, it's unusual. <laughs> I'll bet you Lee Roberts was excited too. He was there. We're going to talk to him about football, but we want to talk about this basketball game with Lee as well. It was it was really something to see. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank head football coach Will Hall for joining us. He'll be back on the show again next Monday after the Louisiana Monroe game. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can have a great lunch five days a week. You can enjoy the ball games on the weekend. You can enjoy great poor boys and cold beer. 
and a lot of camaraderie and a lot of good USM memorabilia on the walls down at the Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Had a Halloween uh, costume uh, contest, <laughs> Bob, and uh, the Travis Kelsey. Uh, What's mm-hmm. his girl? What's her name? Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. That that was the big winning costume. How priceless year. was it that the Denver Broncos <laughs> played Taylor Swift music in the fourth quarter of the game yesterday? That was just great. <laughs> Lee Roberts is the color analyst uh, for the Golden Eagle Radio Football Network. We're going to be talking to him about uh, the App State game here in a moment. But first, Lee and I were at the uh, charity basketball game yesterday and a lot of money raised for tornado victims in the Delta. And I was, as a former Delta guy, really, really happy to see that. I know, I know how important that is. But Lee Roberts, I, I told Kelly when he got here today, it, it was kind of like a, an Ali Frazier heavyweight fight for two and a half hours yesterday. It was really, really exciting. Your thoughts about what you saw when the Golden Eagles and Mississippi State squared off uh, at Reed Green yesterday? You know, man, I was just, I was pumped. One, just to, you know, just to have a power five school like Mississippi state come down and uh, play and, you know, too, just the cause of the event. I, I love that both, both schools came together and said, Hey, we'll, we'll take an afternoon on a Sunday and we'll play a game, give the, the fans some entertainment and let the proceeds go to a great call. So I thought that was all phenomenal. So kudos to both universities and uh, to both athletic programs. But as far as the game goes, man, what a way to start the year, man. I mean, unfortunately <laughs> Southern Miss didn't, didn't win, but they showed a lot of great things, you know, especially on the defensive side. And there's some talented guys out there for sure. And, um, you know, and, and again, what I saw was, you know, Austin Curley had a, had a night that was not the night that he wanted to shoot. And so what did he do after the game? He went right to the court and started shooting some more, uh, getting trying to get his shot down. So, you know, kudos to that young man for knowing that, you know, his performance was not to his expectations. So he came out to – did a little extra work after after the game was over, but man, what a fun night! I sat down on the court, Larry Boyd and I, because we'll be calling the games for ESPN Plus this year, and you know, just the opportunity just to get and sit and watch a two great teams in different conferences within the state go back and forth. You're right; it was a it was a a, a battle back and forth, indeed. Uh, it was toe to toe from the start. And six points is not indicative of how close the game was. It was closer than that. It, uh, but let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll move on to football. How about the big guy, number twenty-two? Did he no, come, man, did thought, he come in and raise a ruckus or what? No, he really did. I'm excited about what he's gonna what he's gonna bring to the table. <laughs> Obviously, he got the start last week against Delta State. Didn't get the start uh, yesterday, um, and, and really offensively didn't really contribute. But what he did do was. Man, he just kind of manned the medal. Uh, one time, I remember he there was a turnover. He raced from one half of the court to the other and uh, got a block off the back of the backboard. And you talk about just making that place go crazy when that happened. And so he's he's gonna he's gonna have a have a lot of great opportunities to to get that crowd going. Tegra Ize is his name, and uh, just gonna be fun to watch. So he's just one of many. That Coach Jay Ladner has added to his team. Yeah, toe to toe with Mississippi State. You got your probably your best your best guard is sitting over in a cast, uh, and uh, boy, what a difference he would have made. And as you say, uh, Crowley did not have a good night, and yet we were still you know within striking distance with ten seconds left of uh, of tying the game and and 
conceivably sending it into overtime or even winning it. It was, it was just a great day and a great cause. It was just a win-win for everybody. We, we should mention also Curbelo was in street clothes because, Lee, I thought Jay was going to play him yesterday, but apparently NCAA said they couldn't still awaiting the decision on his eligibility. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's a guy that, you know, one, you know, Alvarez, when, when he's healthy, he's going to be a, a a playmaker and a guy that will make things differently. Obviously, if Carbello can play, I mean, we all know and we've heard and read uh, about what that young man's going to be able to do. And I hope for his sake and for the sake of all the Golden Eagles that he gets to he gets to get that waiver and gets to get on the court this year. Yeah. You know, especially because Alvarez is out, I think he would yeah. be a big difference maker. And Kelly's been pointing to Montgomery all year as a sleeper in the making. He looked really good, Kelly, when he was on the floor. I'm, I've been saying all along, Kobe really Montgomery good. is is a guy that's gonna that's really gonna help this team get over the hump. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think he's a guy that you know sat out last year, came on as kind of that sixth or seventh man, first or second guy off the bench, hit hit a couple big three pointers. I think he's going to be really good, and you know Victor Hart too, man. I mean, this that guy. He yeah, he had a great game last week. Victor Hart led scoring this week too, so. Uh, there are definitely definitely playmakers. It wasn't the guys that were called upon last year, so there's some some new guys. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it was good stuff. Well, I, I apologize for eating up the whole segment with basketball, but it but it, it was just that exciting. All right, so you're 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 in Boone Saturday, and uh, being a, a former All Conference quarterback, I'm I'm sure you're happy with 588 yards of total offense. Uh, even though the team didn't win offensively, obviously looked much better. Man, they really did, and, and again, kind of like we've said all year long, you can kind of pinpoint a couple plays here and there. Uh, obviously, we missed a couple field goals. One was a really long one. We had a uh, a turnover on the minus one that led to seven points for App State. But man, offensively, what a turnaround! You're right. I mean, for two uh, for two games straight, they didn't they didn't score, and then they came out out of the gun on Saturday, uh, throwing the ball down the field. Obviously, Frank Gore having another big game. He needed it. You know, goes for almost 250 yards rushing. Um, you know, Billy Wiles, again, managed the game extremely well, didn't turn the ball over except for that that one fumble, uh, really made some some good passes down the field, saw some positive things out of the freshman, the true freshman, Ethan Crawford as well. Really wasn't expecting Crawford to come in and play, and he came in and had a couple sparks, didn't attempt to pass, but ran the football a couple times and got, in, got into the end zone for his first of his career. Luke? Yeah, this is an old reference, but when Ethan came in, I looked around at a couple guys. I was like, here we go, Kevin Bentley, every time we get inside the 20-yard line. And that was a throwback in the day. We had a quarterback, and they would just they would run special packages for him. But it was exciting to see. And, and we should clarify, I appreciate a, a listener texting me this. Lee, Crawford's only got two games left uh, because he played in the Alcorn game. That's and right. so I asked Coach Hall this, and, you know, obviously he's not going to show his cards, but – I mean, what do you do? I mean, I, I figure they'll they they know that they have a great shot at winning Saturday, so you play them against Monroe. But you surely don't want to burn a red shirt in on, in a one and seven season right now. No, I agree, and I and I don't think that's going to happen. Coach Hall is going to do what's best for uh, Ethan Crawford. He's going to do what's best for the program. But if he if, if he feels that you know if Crawford plays Saturday and plays really well, I mean, going forward, is there some decision you make? I don't know, but I, I truly feel like. And the, the decision all year long is to keep him out, to get in, you know, as many games as he can, but keep his red shirt. But yeah, he he showed Saturday, man. Matter of fact, I was talking. We were talking to their play-by-play guy before the game, just kind of going over some depth chart changes and 
um, this and that. And said, well, Ethan Crawford's on the trip, his first trip that he's uh, made on the road with us. You may get a chance to see him, you may not. Um, and we did, so surprisingly so, and I, I liked what I saw for sure. It's tough because the last two weeks you lose two games in two totally different ways. You get blown out and embarrassed in Mobile, and you blow a double-digit fourth-quarter lead at, at Boone. And either way, uh, I think it's pretty clear, Lee, that, that these dudes uh, were ready to play. Uh, defensively, it was tough to, to watch the lead evaporate, but, but, I mean, they haven't given up. Well, you know, and that just goes to show you that App State is better than what they were on Saturday as a 3-4 and four team. I mean, we all knew that. I mean, we knew Joey Aguilar, the quarterback, was playing really well. They've got some running backs that are playing well. Um, you know, again, our offense showed up. They played, they played their hearts out. Defense were just missing a couple pieces, obviously. Then in some areas in the secondary. Um, but, I, but I really felt like their effort was there just tough to – Tough to see that giving up twenty points there in the fourth. You're right. And I, I wanted was going to ask you this, Lee. Is there? Call me crazy, but is there any any thought to maybe Ethan Crawford transforming into a, a running back? You know, I mean, if you if you can see the young man throw, um, obviously his his skill set allows him to run. But he has a really good arm on him as well. I mean, you, you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no. Obviously, the, the, you know, obviously John White's committed from MRA. He's another guy that will hopefully be here on campus in the spring. But I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. But he's definitely his skill set. He can run. He can throw. He can do a lot of great things. You can see Saturday the packages were to allow him to run. So yeah, and, and Luke, to your point about uh, kind of short yardage quarterback, Chris Windsor, when I was playing, was yeah. that guy. So. Got to got to see a lot of that. Uh, kind of reminded me of Windsor as well. No, but you were a step ahead of me because when you mentioned John White, I was talking about how there's going to be a logjam at the quarterback position. But man, because Crawford is such a stud and such an athlete, you know that might be an idea. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, I feel like we've kind of started the last few years with a, a lot of guys in the quarterback room, and by the end of the year, it's kind of depleted. Uh, so I think as many as you, you can get as many good quarterbacks in, scholarship guys as you can to help benefit your but, team. So, but you saw what athleticism does, and that that casting touchdown was because right. of the threat of Ethan Crawford. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. Love love the uh, the performance and the output. Just the the outcome was just not where we wanted. All right, Lee. Always fun to have you on the Eagle Hour, and uh, we'll look forward to have you back on next week, my friend. All right, sounds good, guys. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great one. Lee Roberts, everybody. Joins us every Monday. They'll be joining us all through the year. Doesn't have to be football. We just enjoy Lee's conversation. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Eagle Hour. Fourth segment brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Lots of updates uh, from the weekend golf right now. Um, both the men and the ladies are in action today. The men over at Daniel Island in South Carolina at the Daniel Island Intercollegiate. Golden Eagles right now 13th out of 18th 
18 teams for the tournament 12 over as uh, they will finish up tomorrow. Ladies in the Hub City hosting the Judson at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Right now, Lady Eagles in first place. And, guys, that would mean that they are above ninth at the moment, South Alabama. little golf clap for uh, for that, South Alabama in ninth. There we go. But Lady Eagles um, right now in first place, that tournament today and tomorrow. Postseason today, Lady Eagle soccer team taking on Georgia State, whom they defeated back earlier in the season on October the 5th, 2-1 to one in Hattiesburg. Uh, they take on Georgia State here at 4 o'clock. That match is on ESPN+. Plus. That is in the first round of the 2023 Sunbelt Women's Soccer Championship. Volleyball over the weekend sweeps Georgia State. Not only in matches, Georgia State didn't even win a set. Lady Eagles on Friday won 3 nothing, and on Saturday won 3 nothing. They improve overall to 10-13, and 5-7 and seven in the conference. They'll head down to Lafayette this week to take on the Lady Cajuns on Thursday. Then uh, tennis was in action over the weekend. Lady Eagles win 15 matches for the Golden Eagle Invitational. So lots of stuff going on, good stuff. All right, over the weekend in the Sun Belt, standings did not change, and I'll go through that in just a moment. But, of course, Georgia <laughs> Southern beat Georgia State. James Madison defeats Old Dominion 30-27. to Appalachian State, of course, defeated our Eagles by 10-48-38. Arkansas State uh, defeats Monroe 34-24. Louisiana, 33. South Alabama, the Jekyll and Hyde team, 20. Coastal destroys Marshall. I missed that one. 34-6. And then the Troy Trojans uh, defeat Texas State in San Marcos, 31-13. So what that means is you, Bob, you, Kelly, and me all went 5-5 five and five over the weekend. Dakota Baker, he didn't pick the Thursday night game, neither did Michael Merkins, but both of them went six and three and five and four. Wow. So NFL really saved me yesterday. Uh, Vikings, Saints, and Bengals. I went three and oh in the NFL. You guys both went one and two. And then in in the college ranks, I went two and five. Mm, mm, And uh, mm. Kelly and Bob, you both missed Texas State. We all missed South Alabama. We all missed Monroe. And for some reason, I'm not sure why I didn't pick Coastal Carolina with y'all. Well, you boys only have four games left to catch me, and you know it's. Uh, I'm looking. Four, at wait, my you're only. Mirror. I mean, you're only up by two. It's you're yeah. still you're up by Kelly on three. Up on me. Well, on I, two. I think with Coastal, Luke, you were afraid uh, that Grayson McCall wasn't going to play, and he he didn't play. That was yeah. the thing. Yeah, and they still put up 34. Yeah, one big. So Kelly, I I went to Southern Miss, so my math isn't great. But explain this to me. Uh, if I if I go last on the picks for the next four weeks and I just pick every game you guys pick the same, I there's, win. There's no way. Yeah, but but you don't know that we're going to pick all of the same games. That Luke and I will always pick the uh, same well, games. Nah, this will be a, a reminder. I if I pick I with my so head right. and not my heart, I would be up by probably five games on you, mm-hmm. Bob. Just no, but you picked with there. your heart, man. <laughs> not your head. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's laughing over here like Simon Legree, you know. How about them Denver Broncos? <laughs> you know, yeah. Now he's a Broncos fan. Yeah, was a Hoodat. You fan. enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. You enjoyed that. Anywhere the wind me. blows. Don't tell me you didn't enjoy that. No. Hey, that was a music reference by a band that was that played that before I was born. By the way, what's that? 
the way the wind blows. That was Queen he's talking about. Oh, okay. Any way the no, wind blows. I was never into Queen. That was end, end of Bohemian Rhapsody. I was never into the Raiders at Detroit tonight. Who you got? Uh, the Lions are oh, fun like to watch. The Lions. the Lions are a fun team to watch. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Bob, you're not for Jimmy G? Well, I love Jimmy G, but I don't think he's playing. I think he's hurt. Am I right about that? I think he's hurt his back. If I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, just the, oh yeah, I mean, because I always he's connected pull, I always, to the team, and always you always pull out that um, he's such a accent. Good looking man, <laughs> Raiders accent. Raiders, you always talk Raiders. and good looking Jimmy G. And Miss Angela won't be watching tonight. Well, if he's playing, she might. Yeah, but he's yeah. not playing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't really care about football too much, but she enjoys watching. She, in fact, said to me last night, uh, "We were watching the end of. I got home from the basketball Bears game. and Chargers. No, we were watching your team, the Bengals. She was talking about Burroughs and the kid that plays for the Forty ers And then, dead seriously, she goes, "Why are so many NFL quarterbacks good looking?" I said, "And rich, because you can't touch them." Yeah, that's and, why. And rich, yeah. yeah. Well, Brock's just purdy. I mean, that's just... <laughs> He's just oh, purdy. good. Oh, Luke. He's got that a sense a of humor one. all of a sudden. A <laughs> hey, real quick. We're, we're out of time, Luke. But uh, 1 to 10, how pretty was it up there in North Carolina? Probably a 17. It's really... It was, I've really never, never been in a place that time of year that... that we actually... There was a lady up there that that had been a resident for a long time. She told my dad that was the best colors they had had in 30 years on the oh, leaves. Oh, really? Well, what a good time to go. And, a, and don't forget the Monroe game this coming Saturday. Game time's been moved to 3 o'clock this Saturday. That wraps it up. Uh, we have uh, Coach Oz on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. A the coach, Wizard. Yep, and Coach Ladner Wednesday. So we got them all coming on the show this week. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.